You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. It's your boy, Evan Klosky. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays. You can also follow us on social medias at Locked On Rays and email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays lose to the St. Louis Cardinals and lose the best of three series against them. This is a team that is, you know, 15, 16 games under 500 that traded away half their pitching staff, and the Rays can't win the series at home. What gives, Evan? It's a bad series. I mean, you know, big picture here, right? They've won seven of their last 12. So that uh you know the sky isn't falling in that regard but you know we're, we're at the point again where the Rays historically have always beaten up on teams they're supposed to beat up on and it's just not happening recently and mm-hmm. even when you look back at that uh 12 game stretch where they won seven to 12 uh, i believe they've only scored more than four runs five times so they are who they are at this point. They're a team that heavily relies on the long ball. Very rarely are they able to kind of grind their way through at bats and innings, scratching across runs. Uh, we, we saw it a little bit in the first game of that Cardinal series where things were getting going. Um, you know, that, that game was won thanks to a, a guy going four for four. You know, so it just... It just seems like it is Yandi and Wander's draw, job to kind of drive the bus for base hits, and then it's everybody else's supplemental job to bring them all home. Um, you know, right? It, it, that's, that's what it comes down to. I don't know why this, this light is terrible, by the way, but yikes. Yeah, uh, you're in the TV biz. What's going on oh, here? Smokes. <laughs> Where's your know. production I, crew? I think there's too many lights on right I now. I have a ring light. That cost eight dollar, eight dollar yard sale in Pennsylvania. What a we deal! Secondhand well, of, of course, Kevin got it at a yard sale. You know what this guy wants to pay for parking? <laughs> I she just bought like, used Jordan golf shoes on eBay. I'm all about you. finding a deal, this guys. Man, this man is ready to buy some used up bubble gum. <laughs> yeah, and the golf shoes Wait, don't even have souls shoes? in them. I have to supply my own souls. But <laughs> by golly, I saved 60 percent on those sneakers. He's like, this piece of gum, I got, I got it for one fifty. Three I, chews. It was only three, three chews. It had three chews left. It was still juicy. Um, okay, back to what we came here to talk. I don't even remember what we, talking um, about. we didn't come here to talk about uh, oh, no. golf shoes and he, from eBay. And and and, and he's spending money on the Wi-Fi because he just broke up completely. That, that potato that you you installed isn't working great, man. <laughs> You might have to upgrade to another potato. We did get the uh, cheapest version of Wi-Fi. Nice, of course. The utility bills are killing me here in Florida. Oh, my gosh. Um, Look, what did you think about the whole Thursday evening affair where basically uh, until the ninth inning, it seemed like the race were going to just put 28 men uh, to the plate, Evan. Like, that was just – Libertor just conquered the trout. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there, there's a part of me that just wonders what the hell just happened. I, you know, give it up to Libertor, obviously heavily motivated to face just the team that that traded him as a, as a, a highly touted prospect. Um, he filled up the zone. I mean, for a guy who's had a little bit of command issues, he threw first pitch strikes. And the best way to beat the Rays uh, is, is getting ahead of those hitters. Usually they take advantage of you when they're in advantageous uh, accounts. But uh, Libertor didn't allow that. Uh, the other thing with Libertor is, despite his woes this season of being bad, uh, I think it's fair to say he's just been really bad, he doesn't give many home runs up. Last game he gave up two, and that was double what he gave up the entire season prior, which was about, I don't know, before that start, what, 40 innings, maybe 35 innings. But uh, he's, he's only given up four home runs now through 47 innings, whatever you count from this start. So – Playing the deep ball against Libertor is not a winning formula. He's a guy that forces a lot of ground balls. Uh, and, you know, the, the Rays got unlucky there in the first inning, peppered a bunch of hot shots, including Hal Ramirez right off the man. But, you know, they, they kind of just laid down and didn't really adjust. And that was a, that was a big, old, big old problem for them. So... You know, my, my overall concerns are not necessarily about to, you know, uh, Thursday against the Cardinals. It's it's more the continuing fact that few and far between. That means that doesn't mean it's never going to happen, but few and far between. They're heavily reliant on home runs and they strike out way too often. They are a team that just loves to strike out. And when you do that and you put guys on base everywhere, when you have hitters who love to strike out, I'm not surprised when you don't bring them home. Yeah. Here's an early trivia question for you all. Has any Rays pitcher this season gone eight innings strong like Matt Liebertor went tonight? No. Uh, I don't think so. I, no way. I was gonna, I was gonna think maybe Eflin, but has he just been seven innings? I mean, it's it's a rarity across baseball in general, but hey, yeah, Eflin's touched seven. I think he might have opened the eighth once, maybe. Um, again, this is off the top, so right. people that are watching this and um, researching this uh, can can probably pause. The I'll look it up because Kevin Kevin's internet's not gonna work fast. Now. Yeah, my internet's uh, crap. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, we will get. He's to... gone. He's gone solely seven innings this year. Okay. Okay. We will get to uh, the Shane McClanahan injury update. Want to hear uh, Evan's take on all that. But real quickly, on the bottom scroll here, or it was there at one point, um, Wander Franco, the face of the franchise, franchise player, $182 million man. Uh, he exited the building without talking to the media uh, seemed to get Mark Topkin and maybe others in a tizzy. Evan, what is your take on that, that uh, he just took the old Irish exit after the game? I'm not 100% sure. I mean, you know, they, they lost. I don't know how much he expected to be the guy that, that spoke that evening. It's tough for me to give you an opinion without knowing how the conversation went, right? Like, I don't know if the Rays PR department was like, oh, yeah, Wander's going to talk today. We pulled him aside, and then all of a sudden they went up to them like five minutes later, been like, "Sorry, he's gone." So if if that happened, I'd feel pretty duped. Um, you know, if he just dipped out and didn't think that he'd be talked to, not that he should be doing that because he should know better by this point. But you know, 
I'm just, I'm not, you know, I'm not in the business to, to kind of overreact to that. It was just, you know, for Topkin, who's doing a a story on a game that was extremely boring and with an angle that he's working on with Libertor, where Wander is a part of that since he was a, a teammate of his at one point, he just wants that. He, he's a focal point to the story he's building for the game, for the game log. And, and he's got, he's got none of that. So yeah. um, I'm, I'm sure under deadline, he's pretty, pretty ticked off. I hear a rumor that uh, Wander forgot to lock his $350,000 vehicle. So he had to go take care of that right after the game. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he was requested and he said, no, nah, I'm not speaking. Cause that's, that's an issue, but not going to dive too much more into that. Uh, we have more to discuss, but first we have to tell you about something called sleeper. Sleeper is a fantasy sports and real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. Sleeper has become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world with over 5 million active users. That's according to 2022 data, by the way, so it's probably even more now in 2023. Uh, It's earned some of the highest levels of engagement per user in the industry as well. At Sleeper, it is not just about sports it's about building personal connections and lasting memories so you can swing for the fences on sleeper picks and you could win up to 100 times your money just use code uh locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n and sleeper will match your first deposit for up to 100 dollars. you can predict the hottest baseball stats like homers hits strikeouts and much more to cash in on your daily fantasy baseball skills again Use that promo code locked on L O C K E D O N and sleeper will match your first deposit for up to 100 buckaroos. All right, Evan, uh, it's been a topic and a storyline this week and really the last several weeks, I guess, but uh, Kevin cash uh, acknowledged and put forth the media that Shane McClanahan is highly unlikely to pitch again this season. And, all sorts of options are on the table for getting his uh, forearm rehabilitated, be it Tommy John surgery or removing loose bodies, something or other, uh, whatever it is, uh, you're not going to be seeing old Shane in 2023 and maybe much of 2024, your take and reaction to all of this. I mean, it sucks, right? I mean, it, it completely limits your ceiling a little bit. Um and, and your margin for error is is none. So let's just talk about a, a playoff roster now, right? Where you had um, you had Shane Glass in no particular order. Shane Glass now Eflin Savali, right? As your four starters. That's a that's a pretty damn good postseason four to have. Yes. So now let's say all things are perfect, and you have Glass now Eflin. Savali, that's a pretty damn good three, but you are going to need a fourth, which means now Zach Littell, which uh, we could, we'd have to maybe spend a whole podcast to talk about where the hell the Rays thought of this idea, because I, I don't know. Fangraphs just came out with an article, and those guys are much smarter than I am, and they pretty much said the same thing, like, we literally have no idea why they did this. <laughs> like, yeah. everything that you would think is conventional wisdom pointed to him being the worst candidate for this and they figured something out. So Littell has been awesome. I mean, what did he do last night? Uh, six innings, 
uh, quality start runs, six and three. Yeah. Six and three. Like you, if you tell me for the end of the season, he's going to give you six and three, like sold, like, I don't need him to be an all-star here. So, yeah. I mean, this guy has been, uh, 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 like what he's doing is saving this team right now, because uh, if you had two bullpen days, you'd be, yeah. I mean, or slash you have to bring in Taj Bradley and just completely deal with him which, you know, uh, he just had a great start last night, so we might see him soon anyway. But, um, it, you know, it's it's different. And anyway, I I don't know. I, I'll say this. Um, I don't know how much it, it really caps them in the end, considering I'm more concerned about the offense anyway and have been prior to the deadline, because this team might be able to get hot for a stretch. Uh, they They did something unbelievable for six weeks to begin the season. If we're talking about a, a month worth of work in the playoffs, like, do you think that hitting is going to be able to take care of business for a full on month against the best pitchers in major league baseball? Because I'm not sure they might be able to get hot enough for a series or two, but are they going to be able to be hot enough for a month plus hitting? -wise? I, I would hope that they're hotter than they were last playoffs where, you know, took them 19 innings to score one run over but well yeah i mean yeah that was just a, well that's a very low standard guys like that should not yeah. be what but they my, are my point is, to go above my point is last year they had all the pitching in the world and it didn't matter because they didn't have the hitting this year the hitting's a little bit better the pitching is is a little bit worse and the margin for error somewhere is just it is it is risky um so Going back to the Shane McClanahan news, it, it really, it's it's concerning. I mean, there this this world class rotation has blown up, and it's even more concerning that you have injury prone Tyler Glass now, injury prone Zach Eflin, and injury prone Aaron Savali as your top three options, trying to make it another month and a half in a season. Can I? Okay, first of all, I just want to let before my cheeky segment starts because that is coming up. Uh, I do want to say Glass now. Savali and Eflin can get it done. That's a good agree. three. That's agree. That's a really good three. One hundred percent agree. So we all agree that that's a good three that can get it done in, into the promised land. We all agree. Okay, cool. Now let me start the cheeky segment. Evan, can a team survive losing one Cy Young contender? Can, can a team survive that? Uh, depends on what team you are and what your revenue is. <laughs> okay, so you know uh, which what, one we're you, talking about. Can you lose? Oh. Can you lose one Cy Young contender and still and still make it? Yeah. Okay. Can you lose two Cy Young contenders and still make it? Depending on certain variables, I think you can. Okay. What about if you lose three Cy Young contenders? Can you still make it? My, my I said, it's very tough, guys. I I, I feel like. I mean, I, you wait, so are spring. you suggesting that Drew Rasmussen and Jeffrey Springs were also Cy Young contenders? If you look at their numbers until they got down, yeah. that's exactly what they were. Uh, I mean, exactly we shouldn't even be were. bringing up uh, Drew Rasmussen and Jeffrey Springs. I mean, they haven't been in action since, you know, before summer started. But the, their lack of, of existence in this rotation yeah. has been felt by not only the people that have been replacing them, but also the people that have been replacing them have, haven't had – as good of performance, haven't had as much length, which then permeates through the bullpen how it's used and how they're using their use even more. The shuttles keep going up and down. Correct. It's a whole thing. I mean, 
And I mean, and and to to just back up Ulysses a little bit here to play that side, um, you know, when when Jeffrey and Drew were part of the team, they were at their best. Now go back to Wednesday's matchup against the Cardinals. If you have Jeffrey or Drew, right, you win that game because four runs, even dating back to last year, four runs, it was probably good enough for the Rays. It's just it's not good enough anymore. Four runs when you have Zach Littell on the mound and you got to bring in bullpen options after a bullpen day and cash is still trying to play the long game here and i know it's frustrating for everyone to watch but the rays are very much in we have to make it to october yeah. as strong as possible like they want to win the al east that would be amazing but they have to do it the right way and i know that's not going to make fans happy, but I, you know, my opinion, I think the Orioles are sprinting way too early. Like what do the Orioles want to do? Do they want to win a division or do they want to win a world series? And I, I think that they're getting a little bit lost in the sauce. They're a super young team. And I mean, look at Batista and Cano. They are just, I mean, they're going to hit 80, 85 yeah. innings this year. And that's not even like, maybe they'll be able to get through this year. Fine. But that's going to have carryover next year. Yeah. I think, think they want to win the division, quite frankly, and just kind of uh, flip a coin in the playoffs because playoffs can be a crapshoot as it is. And then not having any playoff experience whatsoever, I think that could hamper them to some extent. So let me be a little bit cheeky now. Uh, Evan, uh, the Locked On Podcast Network put out uh, power rankings for major league baseball and the rankings are as such i'll just go you know one through ten there it is on youtube uh braves orioles rangers dodgers rays astros blue jays phillies giants mariners um do you do you agree with where the rays are situated at number five probably i think that's fair i think a um I, I, I would move a couple of teams here or there, but I, I think that the Rays are a fringe okay. top five team. I think that's, With, you know, the Rangers are, are injured right now, and the Dodgers, to to be honest, the, Do they had a, the Astros are probably a top five team, to me yeah. at least. Um, yeah. With, and I think the Dodgers are quite concerning, to be honest, outside um, of like their top four players in their lineup. If uh, Shane McClanahan was healthy, how much higher would the Rays be in this power ranking struggle i mean are we talking about shane mcclanahan <laughs> what, that, what, what's, it, what's the quote like, not, what's the quote from it's not adam like shane sandler? mcclanahan has been adam, like a cy young for the the adam sandler line we talk about shane mcclanahan now or 1964 um yeah <laughs> you know uh you know if we're talking about pre all-star break shane mcclanahan then yeah that would be a, a pretty big you know move but you know shane for a long time before that injury was was falling off so you know it was the second straight he you know last season he didn't fall off as badly as he did this season and you know he had the back thing obviously there might have been something else there that he was fighting through um but i don't know if that genuinely changes my opinion the the only problem is is i can only evaluate what I see now. And the thing is, it would be worth arguing that Zach Eflin, and I don't even, I don't even know if there's like a, an argument against it. Like Zach Eflin is the best pitcher on this, on this team uh, from A to B. 
like yep. from the start of the season Stable to, and consistent, to now. I would say. He's yeah, been the now, most reliable uh, game in or start in, start out. There hasn't been as but, much variance. Correct. And yeah. like, here was my thing anyway, when the, you know, when I'm going to say the Rays make the postseason. And let me just tell everyone out there who's emotional. All right. And Fangraph still has them at 95.6% of making the playoffs. It's not only about them losing, it's about other teams winning. They are at last check six games up on the Mariners. And the Mariners took a pretty fat heater to get up there. So they are going to need to continually, continually win a crap ton of games when they had a faulty roster for a couple of months. You know, everything goes up and down. So, you know, that my point is that I still think they're going to make the postseason. And when they do, for me, Zach Eflin is pitching in Tropicana Field, if that's possible. So I'm building, a, I'm building a rotation. So even if Shane, like I think someone threw out the, on Twitter to me or X, um, you know, are you starting Shane over Zach? And I said, it, it's a stupid question. I didn't say, I don't mean it like that, but it's, it's irrelevant because I'm not, I'm not pitching Zach Eflin on the road if I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Like if, so if they're home for the, let's say to get through the wild card and that next series their game one and game two was home. Um, I would have gone Glass now, Eflin, McClanahan, and that's mm-hmm. how I would have built it. Um, now there would have been an argument of, uh, you know, don't you want Shane to maybe go again in a possible game seven? Uh, to which I would argue, if game seven's at home, I want Eflin. So that would be me. Uh, and he's experienced and he's pitched in a World Series. Like, you know, we got to start giving Zach Eflin as long as he's healthy. The, yeah. the real kudos of what he's done. And I know he was snubbed kind of as an all-star because, you know, uh, there was just, I think, too many rays on the team, to be honest. You know, you want to spread the love, uh, at least from a major league standpoint. But uh, Zach Eflin has been one of the best pitchers in major league baseball this year. And um, if if Tyler Glass now didn't have a higher ceiling than than, than Eflin, I would, I would consider him like an ace. Uh before moving to baseball trivia and name that war, obviously the Rays have had a heavy cavalcade of pitchers who have gone down with devastating injuries over the last several years. Um, do you think it has anything to do with how they utilize, deploy, and work these pitchers, or it's just it is what it is? It's not natural to throw – as hard as these guys throw and to throw breaking balls like these guys throw. And it's uh, an epidemic, so to speak, across um, the landscape of the sport. Yeah. You know, John Romano, the Tampa Bay times did an article on this. And and I think he said, after doing all the research that 40% of pitchers had Tommy John surgery, like that's insane to me. Um, yeah. And now you're seeing right with, with Shane McClanahan, they're not a hundred percent sure how to comment on what's going to happen forward. Cause I'm sure he's going to consider the internal brace option, which seems to be maybe the progression pitchers are making from Tommy John, which puts you on the shelf for maybe 13 to 14 months to an internal brace, which I think is more like nine. Um, so I think that's probably what's, what's happening right now. Um, having said that, I think what you mentioned, I, I wish, I wish there was a good answer for everyone out there. There's not. I just think it's a bunch of variables all in one pot. I think it's A, how the Rays um, 
probably teach some of their pitches, though if you talk to any of the pitchers in the clubhouse, at least on record, they say things aren't done in any way that compromises their thoughts of health. They, they feel like they run in a similar fashion to other organizations, just it's more of an emphasis on getting ahead in counts and also um, certain pitch selections. But yeah, I, I think that maybe the emphasis on sliders or gripping the ball too tight, like there might be something there that is affecting the elbow. Um, and and I guarantee you, if at the end of the season, when we ask Eric Neander, are you concerned about how this is continually happening to your pitchers? I'm sure he's going to say yes, and that they're they're going to look at things. They're going to look at it. Um, but I also do think it's it's a who they get. Um, Glass now was always an injury prone guy. Beaks. Rasmussen, uh, you know, Rasmussen had two TJs before coming to the Rays. Shane McClanahan had a TJ before coming to the Rays. Jeffrey Springs was off the scrap heap, though he had no injury history. I'll say that, um, you know, Jalen Beeks, Colin Poche has had two. So, you know, he he had a, a TJ in college. So I think it's the way that they also find talent, which I think they're more these guys are more susceptible to injuries you know, think about Andrew Kittredge. Um, you know, Shane Boz was going through his first TJ, which just seems to be a requirement of anyone these days, uh, as you mentioned. So, you know, we live in our own Rays bubble, right? We can go jump into the Dodgers bubble and talk about the injuries they're having with their pitching staff, and it's been a nightmare for them. Um, you know, the Mets have been really bad with that as well. Um, yeah. You know, that that's why teams, if you have money – like to rely on, you know, surefire bets like a, a Max Scherzer and a Justin Verlander, who, you know, Verlander also had it either as well late, late in his career. The, the Guardians right now uh, literally have lost everybody, um, which they traded Savali because they punted the season based on their, mm-hmm. their, their pitching injuries. And they got a young crop of kids, and I would be shocked if next year by this time one of those young crop of kids isn't, off, isn't on the shelf. So yeah. – yeah. I think that um, the, the 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 simple answer is yes to everything, yeah. and, and it's just it's just it's just bad luck. And the Rays can't seem to buy one break where everybody comes together in one season at the same time. And the one time that it did happen a little bit was actually last year, and the hitting was just atrocious. Right, like come last year's playoff time, they had. McClanahan, they had Glass now, they had Springsy, they had Rasmus, and they had everybody in tow, and it didn't matter because they couldn't hit the ball. Yeah. And maybe it's not even a, a professional pitching issue or a raise issue. Maybe it just harkens back to the way that these guys were used in their youth and little league and travel ball in high school yeah. and sure. um, college before they even got to. Uh, the professional ranks and so much specialization of, all right, I'm uh, 11 years old. I'm, I've decided I'm going to be a pitcher now uh, for, for the rest of my days. I'm not going to play, you know, football in the fall, basketball in the winter and, and baseball in the spring. So maybe that could be a little bit of uh, issues catching up over time. So I'm very interested to see what kind of injury history Kevin Kelly has in his career, a guy mm. with a side armor. 
And I wonder yeah. if there's more of a benefit to go. Now, I'm sure that's like a shoulder issue, uh, possibly going sidearm or underneath. But those are more natural motions, less stress on your elbow when you're coming sure. to the side. It's more on your shoulder. So it's just food for thought. Like that's something that we won't know the answer to until later down the line. But, you know, how much of those wacky sidewinders yeah. get hurt? Uh, you know, that, that would be a question for me. I don't know. I just think it's so interesting that um, there's all this data and, and resources and private coaches and nutrition and stretching and the, guys are getting injured more than, you know, in my, the 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever. My hot take, by the way, my hot take is not that the, the Rays actually do very well by their pitching staff, by the way. Shane McClanahan threw, I think, like the least, like he was bottom 10 of qualified pitchers in pitches thrown in a game. And like 13 to 21 starts, he had an extra day of rest. My hot take with zero medical evidence, so take that for what it is, is that the Rays actually might be too cautious, that they're so yes. cautious that their bodies are falling out of rhythm with the exertion that they're forcing, that they should be pushing people to consistently go every five days and push them to that route or get them to consistently go every six days because I feel like when you fall out of rhythm, that's an issue. And I think that, you know, I spoke with um, – when I was when I was at uh, last point of this, when I was at uh, in Spokane covering Gonzaga, they had a star pitcher named Eli Morgan pitches for the Guardians. Now, I remember talking to him about elbow injuries and he said something he loved to do was he worked through tire arm. Right. He said the number one thing that he feels like people do is they stop. They get they get tired arm or fatigue and they shut it down. And then when you try to ramp back up, your your arm blows out because you just you're not pacing yourself. So he said the key was to continue on schedule um, to really force your body to, to go through the, the bumps and the bruises and the tired aches and to keep going. And to my knowledge, Eli Morgan is still pitching without any significant injury throughout his career. You can double check me, but I do not think that. And now that's just one story. So it, I'm just telling you that that's something that resonated with me many moons ago. And I, I, I think there's something to it that in a world where maybe we're so fearful of the injury that we've gone way too conservative in pulling people back that I don't know if there's any evidence that supports holding people back actually prevents injuries. I don't know if that evidence exists or we just created it to say, let's do less. Yeah. I subscribe to this hot take 100,000% because, look, if you're being this cautious and you're still getting hurt, Hey, how about you save your bullpen some 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 innings, some some bullets, and you give him the seventh inning when he's at eighty three pitches? Because if you're gonna lose him anyway, you know I, I subscribe to this hot take a hundred percent, Evan. All right, uh, let's move along here real briefly before we end the episode. Uh, the Rays do face the Guardians coming up this weekend, and I figured. Let's do a question related to that. In pitchers on the Guardians slash Indians, their career strikeout leaders in franchise history. I have a list of one to ten. I want five of those ten names. Kluber, Bieber. Uh, uh, hold, hold the phone here. Kluber is correct. Justin Bieber is incorrect. Uh, oh, you meant Shane Bieber. I'm sorry. Uh, that's incorrect as well. All Strike right. One. Let me just do two more. CeCe Sabathia, Cliff Lee. CeCe Sabathia is correct. 
Cliff Lee is incorrect. Strike two. Okay, you Bob Feller. Bob Feller is the clubhouse leader. We need two more. You have Feller, Fluber, and Sabathia. Was Cologne on the the Indians long Ooh. enough? Yes, that was a good one. That's a good one. I like that. I like that a lot. Bartolo. Bartolo Cologne is incorrect. Mm. Um, was that but three he, strikes? That, he does lead the the league in calorie intake. For what it's was that three strikes? Yes, that is. Um, so number one is <laughs> I got Evan on that one. Um, <laughs> Fix that potato. Fix that potato this weekend. You have one homework. Use some money and get two potatoes because you're cutting off horribly. Bartolo Colon ate it. What can I say? Um, oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh Bob no. Feller, Sam McDowell, Corey Kluber, Cookie Carrasco, underdog mm. there, Bob Lemon, early win, Sabathia, somebody named Charles Nagy, Mel Harder, and Gary Bell. Okay, yeah, that was. I would think we we just missed Cookie. I That's can't awesome. believe I can't believe Carrasco was that many. Yeah, yeah underrated guy. So. Underrated for sure. Yes. Uh, for quick, very quick, uh, name shoot that from shoot from the hip. Exactly. Cats. Don't shoot think from the about hip. It. This, if you have never uh, seen this uh, segment, this is where we go into a baseball archive mind and we try to guess this player's career war. Today's player from the past is Ronnie Belliard. What is oh Ronnie Belliard's career war? According to baseball reference, you guys have the next 12 seconds. 11-1, sold. 7.8. And you guys are forgetting that Ronnie Belliard was an all-star in 2004. He has 1,300 hits. He had 114 bombs. He had a slash line of 273, 338, 415, a 753 OPS, a 96 OPS plus, which means this man has a career war of 20.8. Yeah, beat Kev. I'll take that. That's insane. Yeah, I would have never guessed. guessed I would have never guessed that. It caught me by surprise, and I was like, "Wow, what a what an underrated player Ronnie Belliard was." I, I was thinking more Cesar is tourist numbers yeah. than what you just explained to us. There, incredible, 20. good one, very good yeah. one. Love that. Well, thank you. All right, Evan, how and where? Can people find your wonderful work? At Ekloski WTSP, 10TampaBay.com. We got Bucks football. We got Lightning coming up in September. We got the Rays coming down the stretch. We got everything you need. And again, engage with me on uh, on, on the Twitter, on the X, uh, Instagram at Ekloski. And, you know, as I said, you're respectful. I'll respond to you 99.9% of the time. Listeners, if you have any used golf gear that you want to sell me or give me, I will be taking that. Yes. Any coupons, please? Any coupons for better Wi-Fi, send it to Kevin Weiss at Separate Hills. 
This man needs Wi-Fi. He, he's pixelated right now because he's laughing. The camera doesn't compute that he's moving, so it just goes full pixelated version. Oh my god! Stop it. <sighs> well, when uh, my electric company uh, lowers their rates, I'll be able to afford more internet. So, <laughs> and my water bill decreases. Kevin, Kevin White still calls collect. <laughs> yes, that is true. Oh, love my Boost Mobile. All right. Um, thank you all for listening to our podcast. Uh, hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you next week.